This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. This is part one of a two-part program. Hi, welcome to The Fearless Lover. This is your host, Adam Gilad, for Personal Life Media. My guest is um, a fascinating individual. Welcome, Gino Yu. If you look at the four basic emotions of mad, sad, glad and scared. All of them are rooted in either caring for somebody and arguably at the very deepest level of that, it's love. Is that what you see and hear affect how you feel and think and how you feel and think influence how you experience the world. So now with interactive media and video games and all of this other stuff, how can we create interactive media experiences that help to raise consciousness? You know, in terms of all the different religions, it's about trying to communicate an inner experience. In science, everything is fairly literal. If you look at religious language and, and right. all these other things, sometimes it's figurative and it depends on what the situation is and how open you are to, to the communication. Hi, welcome back to The Fearless Lover. This is your host, Adam Gilad, for Personal Life Media. Um, on this show, we explore every week the very simple, very complex question of how do we create love in our lives day by day, minute by minute, choice by choice. And we may even talk today about breath by breath. I'd like to introduce you. My guest is um, a new friend of mine, a fascinating individual who um, is a professor of... God, what are you a professor of? Uh, digital entertainment, game development, doing a lot of uh, media-related stuff. We're really looking at how do you use media and how do you apply media to help raise consciousness. How do you like that? How to apply media to help raise consciousness. And in his um, field of study has taken him uh, very far away from what you would think is the normal high-tech world into the topics that we're interested in. You know, how do you create consciousness? How do you create love? How do you create community? So first of all, welcome, Gino Yu. Oh, thank you. Okay, so how do you create love, Gino? <laughs> <laughs> Just be yourself, I guess. What does that mean? Well, let me, let me step well, back. It's, uh, well, it's about finding it, because it's, it's always there, right? Love is always there, so it's not yeah. so much about creating it, but finding what's yeah. already there. Yeah, and then uh, that's tied into your own being and consciousness and, and this kind of thing as well, too. So, and everything that you do, you may not think about it, and we can start talking about this if you'd like, but all emotions, if you think about them, are rooted in love. Even things that you would think aren't love, like anger or frustration, a lot of these kind of things. Well, how, we, how, how is, for example, anger rooted so in love? So, for example, yeah. you know, you're driving down the street, mm -hmm. and somebody cuts you off, mm -hmm. and you're angry, and you're frustrated and everything. And, you know, one way is like, you know, that jerk, you know, he cut me off, you know, this kind of thing. But then if you think about it, what is the force underneath that that, that, is, that is you're upset about? You know, one way to interpret it and one way to look at it is, you know, this guy cut you off. And, you know, the reason why you're angry is because you actually care for the person and you don't want to see him, you know, you, you don't want to see him crash. And you know that, you know, him driving like this or her driving like this will result in you know, him crashing or getting in a car accident in the future. So your anger is actually directed because you actually care for the person and you care for yourself and you wouldn't like to see them hurt. 
Most people would say that the, the reaction is really that you care for yourself and that person threatened you well, on some level. It, and it ties into the either caring for yourself or mm -hmm. caring for someone else. But you can always if, bring it back. Yeah, but the thing about it is if you just look at it, there's always an interpretation. And this is a trick in, on the communication side. But if you look at the four basic emotions of mad, sad, glad, and scared, mm -hmm. and all of them are rooted in either caring for somebody, you know, because there's a force. If you think about it from a kind of a physics point of view, there is something for me to do something or create action. You know, there's a stimulus for that. And arguably at the very deepest level of that, it's love. It's, it's something that you care about, <clears throat> which motivates the action. It's just how does it come out, which is the issue. You know, one is, hey, I'm angry or frustrated. Or if you think about sadness, for example, you know, the loss of somebody, you know, you care for somebody, they're gone. And so there's, that's clearly, you know, people could say, you know, oh, I understand that kind of a love. Or even fear. You know, if I give you, you know, if I love you or if I give you power over me, and that's like, oh, no, don't go, stay. Mm -hmm. You know, this kind of a thing. You know, it's because, again, you know, there's a, either a love of somebody else or a love of self. So all of that, if at the deep level, any force, you know, this is like gravity and, you know, they say that love makes the world go round. It's a similar kind of a thing. So it's just really looking at when you're communicating with people. You know, one of the things that I talk about when you want to get into a loving communication relationship and you want to look at a relationship and how you, how you communicate with people is when you hear something insensitive or angry, even mm -hmm. my mom, you know. <laughs> even you know, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, Gino, you should, you know, do this or you should live your life that. And a lot of people are like, oh, mom, just, just leave me alone. You know, it's a nagging kind of thing. But if you think about it, it's like, well, why is she saying this? She's saying it because... She loves you. Yeah, uh, she cares I, I about you. And, and it's just this it's just the way that it's coming out may be a little bit distorted and, and you're kind of running off on that but if you look at the ground base note of what they're trying to do mm -hmm. it's there's a care and consideration and so the the trick for healthy communication is that if you follow the love in terms of look at the situation what they said even if somebody says bleep you you're you're an <laughs> you know, even if someone's cursing at you or something like that it's like well you know what are they mad at and it's like oh you know what Something, maybe a loss of connection in some ways. Well, well, no, it's a, it's a, well, you know, they're clearly, there's something that you did that upset them or, you know, so, so there's something there, you know, and so the, the idea here is that if you follow the love and look at what, how can I interpret this in a way that is them caring for me and showing their care for me, and then if you respond to that, yeah. that usually diffuses any potential buildup in terms of nuclear escalation going to physical violence and all this other stuff. Sure, which, which is, seems to be the way of the world so much. Yeah. I, there's so much you've said, obviously, already, which is why I asked you to speak. I love your phrase, follow the love. Yeah. Uh, it's like follow the money. You know, if you really want to find the root cause, follow the money to find out what's, you know, where, where, where's power working. Yeah. And then money the can be, you know, an, an analogy for that. Money could be, you know, nowadays they used to trade memory chips or drugs. You know, it could be any form and it could be good or bad, mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, at the underlying source of that, you know, I guess that's kind of loosely the analogy. I want to get back to, <clears throat> to two things. One is uh, you, you mentioned that uh, love makes the world go round. And there's a, I forget who I heard this from originally, but they said gravity is a scientific word for allurement. That everything in the universe actually, scientifically, is drawn toward uh, each other. Yeah. And we are the same way. So maybe one way of looking at this kind of kinked love that you're talking about, this kind of anger or jealousy or whatever, is a, is, a, is, a, is a kind of sense of broken connection that some way we perceive well, as possible with everybody. Yeah, well, that's exactly And arguably the brokenness from that comes from your past conditioning. 
because of past behavior and all yes. this other stuff. And you're just kind of holding on to that conditioning. And that conditioning is still within you. And obviously, you're not aware of it because right. you're just acting from it. And as we construct our own reality from the time that we're born till where we are right now, we have a reality that we've constructed that we operate out of. You know, some of it helps us, you know, red light stop, right. green light go. Right. You know, other ones, you know, where, you know, you know, blonde haired girls, you know, are the devil <laughs> or something, you know, based upon previous experience from <laughs> okay. past relationships or a something particular like that. particular blonde haired girls. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but you kind of hold on to that and, mm. you know, all of those things are, oh, that smell of the perfume reminds me of her, mm. which, oh, she was evil and, you know, all of this other mm. stuff. But you're holding on to that and you're just acting from that really subconsciously. So, you know, being, bringing awareness into that, bringing forgiveness and all these other things help to kind of clear that up. You know, body work, you know, all these other things are really helpful. Well, bringing awareness, certainly. But I want to, before we get to that, and I want to come back to that, is um, this love-fear split. I mean, you come across, I come across, you probably have too, a lot of um, systemizations of the human mind or human behavior says, well, you're either operating from love or from fear. And they create a divide. And on the fear side is this fight or flight response that we tend to have. Yeah. And you're suggesting, if I get you right, that beneath fight or flight, is love. I'd like to understand that more clearly because to me, sometimes fear is really just an away from um, a survival mechanism. And I don't, I don't get Well, survival is love of self. Okay, there you go. All right, <laughs> so follow the love. And this is, now have you seen how people have shifted when they shift their consciousness and start thinking about their own fear as actually an expression of love of something deeper? I mean, you're not a psychologist, but it'll be interesting to follow how, you know, it's a very interesting concept because so many people stop at fear. Well, I'm afraid. And that's the end of the discussion. But to take that step one deeper into well, love. You know, one is the realization of the fear. Mm -hmm. But then also the other key thing is most of that fear is rooted in thought and in the mind, mm -hmm. right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you take a deep breath, you know, mindfulness, meditation, et cetera, and just bring yourself present, mm -hmm. just bring yourself fully present into, you know, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling all around in the body, mm -hmm. and then just bring your ba yourself back, you know, to full presence. And if you just take a deep breath and just feel that for a second and just be fully here, thought goes away. There is no thought. And then with that, there is no fear. Oh, which, oh, shoot, you're out of a job now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ongoing discussion. If you work on that and if you really hmm. explore that and just learn to live from that kind of a place of just presence and you know, just slowing down and looking at, you know, Again, kind of this, it's also kind of introspective. It's like, you know, there's all this stuff. I'm doing this stuff. But, mm -hmm. You know, who's doing this stuff and why am I doing this stuff and mm -hmm. where is this coming from? And, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these feelings that if you know and, you know, part of the uh, awareness side of things is if you're in tune with your body, you know, just the way uh, I'll, I'll get into it now, I suppose. But just the way that you breathe, for example, mm -hmm. you know, if you breathe from your belly and you know, just deep breathe deeply from your belly. You know, most people can't feel angry. You know, if I want to be angry, mm -hmm. you know, I have to, you know, there's the chest tightens. I mean, it's the breathing is up here. So just right. being aware of how you're breathing and just being really aware of that and how you're feeling and where tension is in your body will let you know, you know, where, how stressed you are, how anxiety you are, you know, how much angry, you know, if you're angry or what, whatever. And then when that stuff com comes up, you know, it's just really kind of exploring, you know, where, where is this coming from and why do I feel like this? And then what is the mental causation that I'm bringing in right now in terms of the story that I'm telling myself mm. that's creating this stress pattern and all this other stuff within the body? 
This is why having a very simple meditative practice, just body awareness, letting thought go is really the first step on a path to be able to create love with someone else. It, otherwise, you're totally wrapped up in your well, reactivity. And the key thing about happening. this, yeah. and it's the big trick, mm -hmm. and you know, you, I mean, I'm going to spoil <laughs> another secret here. Another secret. <laughs> you know, and to really love somebody else, you have to love yourself. Yes, this is another theme that's been coming up with the various interviewees that so we had. Part of this discussion and part of this awareness, the self-awareness in terms of how you're breathing, where, where these ideas are coming from in yourself, is a better for you to better understand yourself and to understand, you know, these desires, these anxieties, and all of these other things, you know, where are they coming from? And to be honest with you, at times it's blocked, you know, because, you know, I'm just dealing within my, my own referential plane, and then when reality hits me, you know, normally, I'm, my no, normal instinct is to, what's this the most similar like? How did I feel like this before? And then I'll just do that again because it seemed to work for me before and right. because I'm still alive. It's habitual. But the idea is to just let go of all of that. And it's very difficult mm -hmm. to just say, I don't know what to do. And then once you get into the, I don't know what to do, just like right now, I kind of don't know what to say, but, you know, <laughs> words just <laughs> keep coming out. But, you know, and then when you get into this, I don't know what I should be doing here and everything. And then the idea there is then to feel in, you know, ask your body, you know, and just, mm. you know, well, how are you feeling? And then, you know, how does your heart feel? And then where is what you're saying coming from as well, too? Yes. And then as you develop that kind of a... Uh, you know, explore that kind of an approach rather than, you know, dealing from the mind, more from the body, mm. the heart, then, you know, your whole reality will start shifting. And, and then the, the patterns that you have in your mind, it's like, oh, you know, I could have, I could do this. And, you know, I seem to be alive. And, you know, you have invited me here. So you must, <laughs> like I must be I'm alive. <laughs> I'm hungry. So, I must be alive. So, you know, with that, you gain confidence in mm. other ways of doing things. Mm. And then from that, creativity and all these other things come out. Another great mutual interest of ours. Gino, we're going to take a short break here. We're going to come back to loving oneself. And I'm going to ask you about loving oneself, even if you don't like yourself, which is a problem I think a lot of people have, uh, certainly in this, this side of the world. And uh, I also want to talk about something called illumination practice. So we'll be back in a minute. I'm with uh, Gino Yu, a professor of... Digital entertainment and game development. Can't you tell? Digital <laughs> entertainment and game development. And we're going to be Hong coming Kong. in Hong Kong. We haven't mentioned that. And we're going to be um, going into how he came to all this and how this ties into digital entertainment and game development when we come back. This is Adam Gilad for The Fearless Lover, Personal Life Media. Listen to Coaching the Life Coach. Business and Marketing Strategies for Growth of Transformational Practices with Jason McLean, your guide in the 21st century marketplace on personallifemedia.com. Hey, this is Adam Gilad. You're listening to The Fearless Lover. My guest today is Gino Yu, who is uh, joining us all the way from Hong Kong today, from the Hong Kong Polytechnic, where he's a media innovator and a leader of the... Uh, Multimedia Innovation Center and the uh, Miracle, which is a lab that we have doing applying media to help raise consciousness. Gino, let me take this back a second. We were talking about um, loving oneself. 
Um, and a lot of what you're doing seems to me to be stripping away rather than adding on. And I think I know the answer to this question, but I want to ask it because a lot of people have trouble liking themselves. There's a, there's a movie called Shenandoah. It was an old Broadway play. And there was a scene I saw, I think I was 12 years old, where a, a fella comes up to a Appalachian other fella on a porch and he says, I'd like to marry your daughter. And he says, do you like her? And he says, why, sir, I love her. And he says, I didn't ask you that. <laughs> do you like her? Right? And so, in reverse, we ask people to love themselves in order to be able to love anyone else. But a lot of people carry um, stories, information, thoughts about themselves. They don't necessarily like themselves. So how can you love yourself if you're hanging on to things that you don't like about yourself? First is, uh, I guess, don't watch TV. <laughs> uh, okay, don't watch TV. Because? Well, there's a lot of stuff that's on the outside. And a lot of people get drawn to the, the outside, mm. you know, in terms of what people say of you and, you know, the situations that, that are happening. Other people's kind of stories about you. Yeah. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, who we've talked about in earlier shows, talks about everyone living their own private dream. And their dream that they're living, based on the information they have, the experiences they have, often has nothing to do with your dream. And they're predators trying to impose their dream on yours. So, yeah, but again, you know, tying into this whole natural thing, especially when we're really, really young, mm -hmm. you know, babies and mothers mm -hmm. and all of this other stuff. And relationship starts then. And you know, and the thing about this is this whole outwardly yearning and, and needing, which mm. we need physically when we're babies. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're babies, you know, food and you know, shelter and safety and all of these things depend upon other people. And so there's a whole psyche around. You know, hey, I need to have this, I need to have that to survive, especially if you've got a lot of sisters and brothers and, you know, competitive and mom's busy and dad's busy, which is more and more happening in the world today. Yeah, yeah. But what happens is as we, as we grow older, we learn to become, well, we, we physically become independent. You know, <laughs> we get jobs and all this other stuff. But then that emotional need thing is still there. And so there's a whole draw that we have to other people and needing other people. And, you know, a lot of these things are left over from, you know, childhood and everything in terms of the need rather than and needing other people. And, and so the idea is rather than needing other people or, or playing the, that tape in your head that you need this in order to survive, the idea is to really take that need and then bringing it back to yourself and connecting it back to yourself so that, and then that's where this whole finding the self-confidence and, and loving yourself and caring for yourself is so important. But it's very difficult to transition, you know, through that. It is. And, and here's another difficult transition. How does a fellow like you, who's got a PhD in... Electrical engineering. Electrical engineering, science. who's a professor of media and technology, come to spend so much time uh, thinking about and writing about consciousness. What's your story? How did you get here? Well, I did my PhD at uh, Berkeley. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was when I was at Berkeley, I worked at Bell Labs for a bit mm -hmm. in Jersey. Oh, yeah, Princeton. And, uh, yeah. Actually, around Red Bank area. Yeah, my brother. <coughs> and realized that uh, real life as an engineer kind of sucked really bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I took the money that I made from that and I uh -huh. bought a, a video toaster. It was doing a lot of video production. was doing a lot of music huh. um, and theater and, and, and that kind of thing. And uh, so was doing, writing a lot of music and doing that, that kind of stuff for a while. <clears throat> and then I finished my PhD and realized that multimedia was probably the best thing to do because it kind of ties that media side of things with the technology side. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up teaching at USC for a while mm -hmm. and uh, helped to put together a proposal. And we got about 
we set up this integrated media system center that was uh, funded by uh, the National Science Foundation. Mm -hmm. And then from that, I met my wife. I ended up giving a talk to her, actually. And she's from Hong Kong, and then I ended up in Hong ah, Kong. that's how you ended up in Hong Kong. And then I set up this lab at the Polytechnic University. And then we have a more commercially oriented lab right now called Miracle. Right. And if you go to uh, www.miracle, spelled M-E-R-E-C-L dot com, right. you know, there's information there about that. <coughs> and so we've been, I was teaching a lot of media stuff at the Polytechnic. And what happened was I noticed that the students were creating all of this work and it was all, and there was this one year where there were four films that were done. And one was, uh, tri uh, actually two, actually three, sorry, three films. Two of them were triad drug deals gone bad. <laughs> the other one was like a, a love story, you know, suicide. It was shot very beautifully, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of effects and everything. But, you know, for me, it was like, my God, you know, what are, you know, they're learning the craft, but what, what are, are we creating in the world? Time? Right. Okay. <laughs> so from that, I started a class called Recovering Creativity. Mm -hmm. And then there's, a, there's been studies where kids at the age of five are like 90% mm -hmm. creative. Mm -hmm. But by the time they're 17, they're only 10% creative. Mm -hmm. you know, so what happens between the age of five and 17? Yeah. And arguably, you know, parenting, tr traditional education, you know, the media and society and all of this other stuff kind of saps the creativity out of them. So we developed this class, which really helps people explore the reality that they have and, and provide them a basis for exploring that. And it really ties into the whole mind-body. Awareness. Well too. Yeah. Awareness, consciousness. Awareness, and then really reframing the reality that they have. And then from that, I, we got into, well, I got into looking at the, the area of consciousness. And there's a big conference in Tucson and Santa Fe and and doing a lot of the readings and a lot of the stuff that's happening with neurosciences and all this other stuff. And so we're doing a lot of work on in, in the consciousness side. And the way that it all kind of comes together again is the argument is that what you see and hear affect how you feel and think. Yes. And how you feel and think influence how you experience the world. So now with interactive media and video games and all of this other stuff, how can we create interactive media experiences that help to raise consciousness. You know, at the lowest level, really looking at what you hear and the sound and, you know, frequency and all this other stuff. And then visually, you probably know, you know, interior designers and, and architects know that, you know, the colors that you have and mm -hmm. you know, just the way that a room is laid out and everything will affect how you feel. And, you know, modern people know this. And then in the early days, like in Asia, feng shui and all these other things sure. tie into that a little bit as well, too. But really looking at it from kind of the human perception side to the psychological side. So if you look at Jung and all of these other things, archetypes, etc. Then if you look at the Joseph Campbell stuff and, and stories and uh, <coughs> the hero's journey and really look at what the source of media things are. And then if you look at the modern technology and video games and virtual reality and mixed reality and all these other things, you know, there's a whole rich palette to create the new mythology and the new experiences. That's great. Do you know, um, we're going to pick this up next week. Uh, we've kind of run out of time today. Um, I want to explore next week exactly that. How does media, how do you follow the love through the media back to source love? And how, uh, what you're actually doing and what can be done through media. I think this might be actually an example right here. We're using media yeah. to reach you know, thousands of people internet. worldwide yeah. and the internet um, to talk about love and to shift some perception. So I want to thank you for coming today. We're going to pick this up next week. I'm sitting here with Gino Yu from the Hong Kong Polytechnic. Uh, obviously an eclectic, brilliant, interesting guy. And we will pick this up next week here on The Fearless Lover at Personal Life Media. Thanks for joining us.
This concludes part one. The interview will be continued in the next episode of this show. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.